Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today, Rabbi Schneider will continue our in-depth study of Isaiah and the prophecies of our Messiah, King Jesus. Isaiah 53 is such a powerful prophecy about Jesus that when Jewish people come face to face with this passage of scripture, many have willingly accepted him as their Lord and Savior. Today's message is titled, Behold My Servant, and a part of our continuing series on Isaiah and Messianic prophecy. If you missed any portion, let me encourage you to visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com and catch up right now. Here's Rabbi Schneider to start us off with prayer. I want to, first of all, just ask you to open your heart with me. Let's ask Father God to speak to us today as we look into his word. Father, we ask you to come inside and fire our hearts, Father God, with a new love for you as we dig deep into your words in Jesus' name and for Yeshua's fame. Amen. You know, sometimes people today are really confused as to whether Christianity can really be trusted. We're so bombarded in this country and all over the earth with messages from different world religions. And many today that at one time in their life believed that Jesus was the only way have begun to wonder, is he really the only way? What about all these other people that seem so sincere about what they believe, even though they don't believe in Jesus? And so many people that at one time considered themselves to be strong Christians, today are really very lukewarm, wondering, and confused. But I'm convinced that through today's broadcast, the roots of your faith in Christ Jesus are gonna become more firmly grounded. Because when you understand, beloved one, how Jesus is revealed, first of all, in the Hebrew scriptures, it will strengthen your faith and give you the understanding that you need to boldly declare in your heart and with your mouth that truly King Jesus is God's only son and the only way to heaven. Now in this series, what we've been doing is showing how clearly God revealed Jesus to us, how he revealed the Messiah to us, specifically we've been looking into the book of Isaiah. Consider with me, just by way of review, some of the prophecies that Isaiah gave in the first half of his book regarding the Messiah. For example, I'm looking now at the book of Isaiah, chapter seven, verse number 14. We hear this. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. Matthew quoted this scripture in the first chapter of his book, saying that Jesus is the one that Isaiah was prophesying about. The thing that's so incredibly great about this is that what we actually have here is the prophecy of the virgin birth. A virgin will conceive, Isaiah told us, and that will be the sign by which you'll know that he is the Messiah. We continue through other incredible prophecies. For example, in the ninth chapter, we read that Messiah would minister primarily in the Galilean region. As we continue in this same chapter of scripture, we have these verses that many of you are familiar with in Isaiah chapter nine, verse six and seven. We read here, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. 
That's Isaiah 9, 6. And then it continues on to speak about the reign of the Messiah. The point is, I want you to understand that the Jesus that you believe in was first revealed to ancient prophets that existed thousands of years ago in the Hebrew Scriptures. The Jewish people are credited with introducing monotheism to the world. Jewish people worship the one true God, the God of Israel. Jesus himself told us that the God of Israel was his father. And what we find is the revelation that the God of Israel first gave us revealed King Jesus to us. So that when we put our faith in Messiah in the Hebrew Bible, in other words, the scriptures are what ground our faith in truth. When we recognize that our grounding in the truth of what we believe goes all the way back to the ancient prophets of the Hebrew scriptures, it will cause something in you, beloved ones, to be strengthened. Now, what I've been doing over the last several broadcasts is to show you some of these prophecies. Theologians have discovered what we're calling four servant songs, four portions of scripture in the second half of the book of Isaiah that we're calling songs that show us the type of character that Messiah has, how he would come, what he would look like, what he would accomplish. On the previous broadcast, I talked about the first two of these servant songs. The third of the servant songs is revealed in Isaiah chapter 50, verses number four through 11. Isaiah 50, four through 11, is the third servant song in the book of Isaiah that reveal Messiah to us. But today what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna fast forward and we're gonna be looking specifically today at the fourth servant song. The servant song that we're gonna be looking at, this portion of scripture in the book of Isaiah that we'll be examining together, beloved ones, is the most profound and intense messianic prophecy in the entire Hebrew Bible, in the entire Old Testament. I'm gonna be pointing out to you today scriptures that are so profound, so impactful, so incredible, that many, many Jewish people, when they've been confronted with them, have put their faith in Jesus the Messiah. So with that said, we're gonna go right now to this fourth servant song, this most incredible messianic prophecy in the Hebrew Bible. It actually begins in Isaiah 52. It covers all of Isaiah 53, but it begins, beloved one, with the last two verses of Isaiah 52. I want you to hear for a second. It seems kind of strange that we're cutting up God's word and we're saying, well, this particular messianic prophecy begins with the last two verses of Isaiah 52, and then it goes through all of Isaiah 53. And it's kind of like, well, why are we cutting it up like that? Why isn't it all just one chapter? Well, here's what I want you to understand, and many of you know this already, but the chapter and verse designations that we have in our Bibles today that we carry, they were not part of the original manuscript. In other words, when the scroll of Isaiah was written, he didn't say, okay, this is chapter number 53 and this is verse number one, but rather it was all one scroll. And so it was with all the scriptures from both the Old and New Testaments. We didn't receive these original manuscripts with chapter and verse designations. But later, as these manuscripts were copied down, those that copied them began to put designations in there so that people could easily find their place. So when we're beginning today with these last two verses of Isaiah 52, it's not that we're beginning out of place, because as I mentioned, the whole thing was originally one book. So we're gonna go now, Isaiah chapter 52, and we're gonna look at verses 13 through 15. Hear the word of God. 
Behold, the Lord says, my servant will prosper. Remember, I said that there are four servant songs in the book of Isaiah. And you'll notice here that this servant song begins with these words, behold, my servant. That's why they're called the servant songs. If you remember, Jesus's whole mind when he came to earth was to do the will of the Father. This is, I think, really important and it has application for you and I because the scripture tells us that now that we've been purchased for the Father by the blood of Jesus, we no longer, church, belong to ourselves. We belong rather to the one that lived and died on our behalf and purchased us for the Father with his own blood. And so we should have that same attitude that Jesus had. He's the servant of the Father. Remember Jesus said, I've not come to do my own will. I've come to do the will of him who sent me. And he said, and I do always those things that are pleasing to him. And so Father God begins this servant song. He says, behold my servant, but I wanna ask you a question. In your heart, are you a servant to the Father? Or are you mostly, beloved ones, living life for yourself? Do you mostly wake up each day and think about how you can become satisfied, how you can become gratified? Or do you wake up in the morning consecrating yourself to God? I remember the president of the Bible school I attended, he said every morning he woke up, he lifted his hands to the Lord. And he said, Father, I give you my hands today. And then he said, Father, I give you my mouth today. Father, I give you my head today. And he would go through his entire body, dedicating his entire vessel to the Lord. Paul tells us in the book of Romans chapter 12, the reasonable thing for you and I to do is to offer ourselves to him in sacrifice. And so Jesus had this attitude within himself. He came to do the will of the Father. He's a servant. And beloved, Father God is wanting to put this same attitude in your life and in my life. I just wanna pray for us right now. Father God, we're all guilty. All of us, Father God, are mixed. On the one hand, Father, we wanna serve you and we do serve you. But Father, on the other hand, many times our thoughts wander, our mind wanders, and Father, our affections go after other things. Father, oftentimes we find that we're living lives for ourselves. But Father, today we come before you. Father, our desire is that we wanna look like Jesus. Father, you chose us in Jesus that we would be conformed to his image. So Father God, I pray right now, Father, that you would conform us to the image of your son. Father, I ask you to circumcise our hearts, that we would walk as Jesus walked on this earth. Father, as those that are your servants that are here to do your will. Father, we ask this in Jesus' name and for Jesus' fame. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi will be right back. If you're looking to better equip yourself in your study, pursuit, and growth in Jesus the Messiah, be sure to go online and explore our treasury of Messianic content. You'll find Messianic teaching tools and videos, information about God's seven annual feasts, the Hebrew names, titles of God, and so much more. This content is ready and available for you today online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. To become a blessing in someone's life today, get in touch to partner with us. Our mission is to prepare the world for Jesus' return. 
and your financial gift is channeled directly toward this worthy cause. Take your first step today by calling 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. Or visit us at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Your contribution will equip others for Messiah's return. And now here is Rabbi Schneider with the rest of today's message. Let's continue on. Again, we're in Isaiah chapter number 52, verse 13. Behold, my servant will prosper. He will be high and lifted up and greatly exalted. I mean, I just think about all the incredible worship songs that we sing, lifting high the name of Jesus. This is what the Lord is telling us here, that his servant's gonna come. This one that's gonna come to do his will, he's gonna end up, Father says, high, exalted, and lifted up. And we go on in verse number 14. It says, just as many were astonished at you, he's speaking now to his servant. He says, just as many were astonished at you, my people, so his appearance was marred more than any man and his form more than the sons of men. Now, I'm gonna say something here. I don't wanna lose you. It's a bit uh, technical and complicated. Many of these messianic prophecies have a twofold application. In a general sense, the Lord is speaking to Israel as a nation, but Israel as a nation did not fulfill God's ultimate purpose. And so these oftentimes prophecies are speaking over Israel in the general sense, but what Israel did not complete, Messiah Jesus, who's the head of Israel, who died with the sign above his head on the cross that said, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. What Israel as a nation did not fulfill, their Messiah, King Jesus, the head of Israel, did fulfill. So with that in mind, listen again. Just as many were astonished at you, my people, then we hear specifically to the Messiah. So his appearance, speaking of Jesus, was marred more than any man and his form more than the sons of men. I want you to think with me for a second. What's God saying? He's saying, my servant's appearance was marred, the Father says here, more than any man. In other words, the Lord says physically, his appearance became so marred, so deformed looking, so unnatural looking, so scarred that it was more than any other man. Now we know that Jesus was crucified. They put nails through his hands. They put nails through his feet. We know that they plucked out his beard. We know that they put a spear in his side. We know that they whipped him. We know that he was absolutely, very physically compromised. But was his appearance just from the nails in his hand and the spears in his feet and the spear in his side and the whiplashes, was his physical appearance marred more than any man? I don't think so. Because you think about people, for example, that have been burned to death in fires. Wasn't their appearance more marred than Jesus' physical appearance being crucified? So what's God saying here? When Jesus died on the cross, he took all your sin and all your disease into his own body on the tree. Paul tells us in the book of Corinthians, that Father God made his son, Jesus, whom we're reading about here, who knew no sin, to become sin on our behalf, that we would become the righteousness of God. Our sin and our sickness was transferred into his body. And this is why, beloved ones, he was marred more than any other man. He took our sickness 
our sin into himself. Let's continue on here. Thus in verse number 15, he will sprinkle many nations. Kings will shut their mouths on account of him. For what had not been told them, they will see. And what they had not heard, they will understand. Isaiah, once again, chapter 52, verse 13 and 15, the first three verses of the fourth servant song here. This is just an incredible picture of the substitutionary death of Messiah for you and I. Let's continue on. As I indicated here, we're not stopping at the end of Isaiah 52. Originally, it was all one scroll, and it actually naturally continues into Isaiah 53, the most well-known messianic prophecy in the Old Testament, in the entire Word of God. Hear the Word of God. Isaiah starts by saying this, Who has believed our message... And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? What is Isaiah saying here? He's saying that someone was going to come. The arm of the Lord was going to be revealed. And yet Isaiah is saying, who's going to believe it? The point being is that when the Messiah comes, this one that was marred more than any other man, the one that sprinkled the nations, the one whom the arm of the Lord was revealed through, Isaiah is saying, when he comes, Who's gonna believe it? Let's listen again. Isaiah says here once again, Isaiah chapter 53, verse one. Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? John tells us in his gospel, John chapter one, it says, Jesus came unto his own, but his own received him not. They were fulfilling Isaiah's prophecy that Jesus came, but people didn't believe it. They couldn't relate to it. They couldn't perceive that he was who the scriptures says that he is. We continue here looking in the 12th chapter of John's gospel. But though he had performed so many signs before them, yet they were not believing in him. Now get this, this is exciting. So John is saying, John 12, verse 37 and 38. But though he had performed so many signs before them, yet they were not believing in him. This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet, which he spoke, Lord, who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? I'm trying to help us understand how firmly the New Testament is laid upon the book of Isaiah. Beloved, as the word of God continues to circumcise our heart, as it continues to penetrate us, your faith will be strengthened because the scripture says that faith comes by hearing the word of God. You know, the Bible tells us that we should study the scriptures to show ourselves approved. So I wanna thank you today for your love for God, for your hunger to stay with doctrinal teaching and doctrinal preaching. The truth is, in this age that we're living in, there aren't that many teachers and preachers that are simply teaching pure doctrine. So many of the messages that come today over all the different spectrums are just about how people's needs can be fulfilled, how people can become more happy, more healthy, all these things. But we need to get back, beloved ones, to the basics of the Word of God because the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the Word of the Lord abides forever.
You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. If you just prayed to receive Jesus, or if you'd like to learn more about who Jesus is, then please visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Click the link on our homepage with the white heart that says, Find Jesus. You'll see a couple of informative videos there together with a prayer request form. And when you complete that request form, we'll send you two free books. One is titled, Now What? A Guide for the New Christian, and the other is the Gospel of John. These books, they're our free gift to you just for letting us know that you made a decision to accept Jesus as Messiah and Savior. And right now, let's hear from Rabbi again as he explains why your faithful partnership, it makes it possible for this ministry to continue God's work all over the world. All of us that are in relationship with God have within us the Ruach HaKodesh, the spirit of the living God. Jesus said in John 4 that his spirit within us could become a well of eternal life springing up so that we would thirst no more. But the key is, how do we drink from his spirit within us? In order to do this, beloved one, we have to die to ourselves. I believe that through honoring the Lord with our tithes and our offerings, we go through an act of denying ourselves, whereby through that act of dying to ourselves, we're better able to live from the life that's within us. Giving to the Lord with our finances has always been a principle that Father's taught for those that have been in relationship with Him. If discovering the Jewish Jesus is being a blessing to you, I would encourage you to honor Father God through this ministry if you feel the Holy Spirit prompting you to do so. Beloved, I want to thank you in advance for your love and financial support. God bless you and shalom. If God is leading you to support this ministry with a gift of any amount, then call us today. You can reach us at 800-777-7835. Or you can automate your gift each month by signing up to become a monthly partner online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. As our way of saying thank you for your generous financial gifts, we'll send you a select audio CD of Rabbi Schneider's Message of the Month, and it's also available as an instant digital download. You know, these studies on the Hebrew Scriptures can sometimes be quite confusing, and that's why this ministry is so important. Rabbi's passion is to show us how the Old and New Testaments are interconnected, and that's also the reason he's written a book we think you'll find extremely helpful. It's called The Lion of Judah, and we invite you to discover the rich history of our faith as you gain a greater understanding of God's plan for both both Israel and Gentiles. You'll find the book online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And if you'd like to stay connected with us while getting the latest ministry news and updates, be sure to sign up to receive our Seeds of Revelation devotional. This free weekly email is delivered automatically to your email inbox. So sign up today or learn more when you visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Let's wrap up today's message on Isaiah 53 with a special blessing from Rabbi. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, the Lord gave instructions to Moses and Aaron to speak this blessing over his people. And the Lord said, When you speak these words over my people, I will place my name on them and bless them. Receive the impartations of the Lord's blessings. 
make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm Dustin Roberts and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us next week when Rabbi Schneider continues our study from the book of Isaiah dealing with messianic prophecies. That's Monday here on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.